This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is a download from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, log on to the BBC Asian Network website. Rajan Pavlo. Hi there, Bollywood lovelies. Boy, do we have a star-studded, packed Bollywood podcast this week. We were very excited because Benny Dion, singer, joined us live in our studio. And it was the week of the London Indian Film Festival and we were joined by a host of stars, including Konkna Sen Sharma. Veerdas joined us earlier in the week. Actor extraordinaire Adil Hussain. And, of course, the big release is Bajrangi Bhaijan. You'll be able to hear from director Kabir Khan and the big actress Karina Kapoor Khan. And not only that, the wonderful Anupma Chopra gave her review and why she actually cried while watching this week's movie. And it wouldn't be the same if we didn't get all the latest gossip from Mumbai with Salila Jalia. Including how Jacqueline Fernandez made up with Salman Khan. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm really good. Bright and sunshiny. Uh, welcome to London. Uh, so, h- how excited are you about doing the prom at the Royal Albert? Well, yeah, this is uh, something really promising for myself, you know, because I uh, always dreamt of uh, performing my songs and some songs that I really love with the um, um, with, with a wonderful orchestra. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Asian Network, for making this happen for me. So tell us more about yourself in the sense, what does it take to do a concert of this magnitude? Well, I, I don't know. It's um, I think for anybody who gets there, it's sheer hard work. And uh, it's just, you know, going at it without uh, stopping ever and uh-huh. uh, always changing your sound and always being very unique with your approach. So for me, that's always been the key. And, you know, uh, my kind of songs have always been appreciated by your network. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, and I've always been loved uh, through all sorts of social media. So um, I must say that, that that especially makes it special for me to be here. Well, let, let's kind of just go back um, and talk about how this all happened for you. Um, what, what was it that changed everything for you? What was your first hit where you kind of thought, OK, you know what, now the offers are coming in? Oh, well, you know, there was two stages for me. Like, mm-hmm. There was one stage when I was in Chennai and I started my career with Mr. Rehman. And uh, all sorts of songs that came out in one year just uh, changed my life. And, you know, I won a film fair and stuff like that. And then uh, two years later, you know, I was still doing the same thing. But then people didn't know my face. People didn't know who, who, who am I as a person. And then finally in 2012, I made a move to Bombay and uh, started recording with everybody. And then eventually every song I sang was a huge hit, like Take It Disco Divane, Adat Se Majboor, Batameez Dil, Lat Lag Gai, Baishamar Ki Haid, ABCD. Oh, big, big Can songs. Benny, so. you should just say, you know, songs like hit after hit after hit yeah. after hit. Yeah. Did you know that these songs were going to be so popular? Well, you know, uh, when you record sometimes, like, you know, there's something called the gut feeling. Mm. And you get that gut feeling when you record. And uh, it's a great, great thing, you know, like, like especially when I did Batameez Dil, you know, like, uh-huh. I sang the first line and I just, uh, I just said, I told Preetam, like, can you just hold on for a second? And I have to say, the lyrics to that yeah. are a bit complicated because Where? some of them don't actually make any sense, do they? Where? Well, everybody can remember American Pie by Don McLean, the whole song, but you know about the measles. So what did you say to Freedom? Well, I just told him, like, you know, I told him, like, Dada, this is a huge hit. Like I said, no, ma- no matter who sings this song, it's uh-huh. going to be a huge hit because the composition was so tight. You know, I'm, I'm going to go back a little. How does a boy who was born in Abu Dhabi, worked for as an events coordinator for one of the biggest multinationals in Chicago, become the to- talk of the town, the toast of Bollywood? 
I don't know. I think that's how uh, uh, God rules your <laughs> destiny. You know. So for me, I don't know. Just uh, I always wanted to do music. You know? uh-huh. There was no other thing. But you know, every, everything else was like a last resort. Like if not music, okay, I'm gonna do this now. If not music, I'm gonna do this now. If not music, I'm gonna do this now. So it was like that. But music mm. was always on the side. You know, I was always brewing music. So. Uh, it eventually fell in place. But it must be quite daunting when you think about the Bollywood industry and you think about the heavyweights. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about your Latas or your Archers, but you know, your Himesh or Shamians. Um, and, uh, we work out together, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gym. But were you kind of like, you know what? Oh, I can't believe I'm kind of like, I've, I've got these big hits and, and I'm kind of like on par with these people now. Well, no, I never think that way myself, you know. I've never, never thought that much because I am me. Mm-hmm. I'm Benny mm-hmm. Dale. I do Benny Dale. You know, and uh, Arijit is a friend of mine. Like yes. he, we, I before coming to London, you know, Arijit just recorded me for a Bengali song. Uh-huh. So you know, I was recording, and he said like, "Hey, bro, you know what? I want to record you on the song." I said uh-huh. like, "Cool, like we are, we're like brothers, you mm-hmm. know." So there's there's no more rivalry and there's no competition right. because Arijit is Arijit, uh-huh. I am me. Every other singer is them. So you know, Shreya, Shreya, Sunidhi, Sunidhi. So mm-hmm. you know, they all do their stuff. Um, but I don't see you know because Himesh Himesh is a is a composer and mm-hmm. you know and yeah. a singer too. So. He's definitely huge. Um, I wouldn't compare myself to them, but, you know, I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, I'm just a few years in. You know, I've gone back to what you said earlier on, picking up on that as well, right? You know, you just said, like, oh, and then suddenly I was recording with the Air Roman for my first song. Air Roman, hello, legend. How did that happen? <laughs> well, that, that was a miracle, you know, because uh, I, I, was, I was working and, you know, like, I was trying to make music with lots of, uh, lots of composers approaching for work and stuff mm. in Chennai and... Uh, Everybody said no, and there was even one composer who said, "Like you'd never become a singer." Really? Like, listen to your voice, man. Like, you'd never be a singer. Are you still talking to him? Oh yeah, I, I've recorded for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's recorded me. Revenge is free. <laughs> no, revenge is not free. There's no revenge. No, but did music. you go through that whole, you know, like recording a demo, knocking on doors? Well, th- that was very hard for me, you know, because you know I, I faced a lot of financial crisis with my family and everything. Mm. So you know, I was trying to like, you know, make ends meet and stuff like that, and then you know. I took this job and I joined and three days from joining, wow. I got a call from Mr. Rahman's today. I'm like, where were you till then? <laughs> <laughs> That's even before the pay packet comes in. We absolutely love this song. This is from Cocktail. This is Daru Desi. And the superstar singer is in the studio who sang this song for us, Mr. Benny Dial. Benny, like, this song was quite definitive. It's a different mood and a different vocal style completely. And at that time when it came out, it was like, wow, how did this come about? Well, um, you know, when I moved to Bombay first, you know, I just moved in and, you know, there was no furniture at home and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I was recording on and off and this Uh was the first song that came out. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a great feeling because, you know, like I moved to Bombay and, you know, in like in within a month, the song was out. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is good. You know, like songs are coming out and I'm, I'm here in Bombay and, you know, uh, something's happening. You know, things are moving. So it, so was, it was a great feeling. Do you remember the first thing someone said to you when you had your first big hit? Um, yeah. In terms of, uh, <laughs> well, is it radio friendly? Very radio friendly. Like okay. everybody, everybody, like you know, most of the time, everybody keeps telling me, like, man, that song's amazing. My niece, my nephew, they can they can't eat food without listening to that song. You know, so uh, I keep getting that review from everybody. You know, a lot of lot of people keep telling that. How about your family? Have they been quite supportive? They're ecstatic. They're amazing. They're they, they've been always supportive, and you know, they are really really happy for what's happening. You know, there was a there was kind of a huge wait that was happening in between because uh, I was trying to 
you know, approach people. And then eventually when it fell in place, they had complete faith in whatever. But were they kind of like giving up what you're doing? It's not going to happen. Are they from a filmy musical background? No, my mom's a dancer. She's a trained Indian classical dancer. Uh But that that was the only support I had. Uh, But uh, besides that, you know, they weren't from any background. Nobody from my family is from any filmy background or any um, Bollywood or Collywood or any of that sort. Uh Uh-huh. Now look at you rubbing shoulders with all the stars. I bet I bet they always kind of like, Benny, what are you doing? Who are you going to see? Can we come? Well, I met Ranbir Kapoor before coming, uh, you know, getting out of the flight to London. Yeah, because he's coming. They've just flown yeah. in, Katrina. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They just, they've been, they're, they're on a holiday, yeah. so they, both of them were there. And I, was, I went to the lounge because, you know, I misplaced uh, something at the counter when I was uh-huh. checking in. So when I came back, I was like, Ranbir's sitting right next to me. I'm like, hey, man, I'm Benny. She's like, oh, I've never met you. This is what he said. <laughs> he, you've given him his biggest song hit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> this track stands the test of time. It still packs the dance floor and you can hear his voice in the background. He's live. It is Mr. Benny Dial. And Ranbir Singh actually rapped on this track as well. Oh, um, yeah, oh, yeah. You were saying, Benny, that um, you actually kind of, well, you were there yeah, when you I came in. The, I saw it on the console and recorded uh, Ranbir's voice for this rap and it was really fun, you know, because uh, such a prepared, uh-huh. you know, he does his homework really well. Right. Comes to the studio, bang on, finishes work and he's out. And he's a nice guy on top of it. He's a great guy. But Benny, you know, when you think, oh my God, not another actor wants to sing, wants to rap, were you a bit apprehensive? No, why should I be? Uh-huh. Art is art. Yes, yes. C- culture divides people and art unites people. Oh. Uh, you know what? It, it seems like, yeah. um, you know, like the younger stars, like your um, Ranveer, Ranveer, uh, you're kind of like becoming the voice for these guys now. Are you saying it's too old for them? I'm glad, I'm glad. No, what, what I'm, I'm saying, glad. I'm saying, I'm saying you're, you're, you are the new generation, aren't you? Well, duh, I definitely am. I'm, I mm. definitely am, you know. Uh, I want to take this uh, on a different level. You know, it shouldn't be like there and gone. No, yeah. you know, I, I want to keep innovating all the time yeah. to, to do different stuff that, you know, people are inspired by. Even, you know, the upcoming generation is inspired by. They shouldn't be looking at, you know, just listening to only Bollywood, but, you know, right. edgy stuff, you know, uh, something that's always new, commercial at the same time, you know, appealing. Well, I mean, uh, something similar is going to happen at the proms um, that you're doing with the BBC at Definitely. the Royal Album. Uh, Naughty Boy is going to be involved. Um, uh, are you, I mean, when you heard about this, were you kind of like, wow, I need to tell all my friends, I need to tell Ranbir, Ranbir. Yeah, I, I, d- I did tell, I did uh-huh. tell Ranbir, I did tell uh, Ranbir and everybody and you know they were like so appreciative and they're like wow that's gonna be amazing yeah you know philharmonic that's good that's uh-huh. really good so um the love is always always great and you know if you if they know that you're doing something symphonic you know you're mm. actually opening your horizons to new arrangements and you know uh the way the existing songs are going to sound that's what makes Brilliant. a big difference but you know but like um um Roman has got his orchestra as well, well yeah. in Chennai. Have you worked with them? Yes, definitely. Yes. I mean, like when I do some some of my stuff in India, like uh-huh. when, I, when I compose my material and I need string sections and I need an orchestra, I go to Chennai and I use the orchestra Obviously. that Mr. Rahman uses. Can I ask you, like, you mentioned this as well, like, you know, what we, you know, with Bollywood music, music specifically, you know, there was a longevity, like you had your Kishore Kumar, your Muhammad Rafi's, your Lattas, then it was Kumar Sanu. Um, is it all kind of like, Two hit wonders now for singers. Is it going to be longevity? I don't know. I don't know. It's about it's about creating an edge. Mm. You know, you just can't be just one sound. Right. You know, you got to have many phases to your voice, and you got to have many personalities to your voice, and that's what makes you versatile. And you know, like if you can sing a classical, and at the same time you can do an R and B, and you can do a proper club hit. Uh-huh. You know, you can do a Punjabi, you can do a Tamil Nadu folk. You know, if you can do all of it together and put it into different sounds, you know, you're, yeah. you're creating an edge, and you're always 
paving way so, for new things. So what do you think of other singers? For example, Kanika Kapoor is having um, a great time. She's Baby Doll, to be at the prom well. She's yeah. going to be at the prom with exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. Um, when you heard Baby Doll, were you like, well, this is a sure fired hit. No, it was a hit, definitely. Yeah. You know, I knew it was a hit. I, I even, you know, we did a show together yes. a few months back and, you know, we were talking and she's like, Benny, I'm a semi-classical Indian Hindustani singer too. Uh -huh. I'm like, I'm sure. <laughs> and, you know, like, and uh, we were sitting and just, you know, talking about one music. One. Yeah, one to one. And, you know, I just had a great vibe from her. You know, she's, uh, she's a down-to-earth human being and she's from here. She yeah. is indeed, yeah, yes. she's from London I, and, yes. you know, uh, she's, a she's, great, she's a great person, great musician. So everybody has phases. Mm. You know, and that's mm. going to keep coming out. There's so much music coming up that it's going to explode. Well, can yeah. I just say, Raj and I had a phase yes. at some point. We had where, a pop band. Where, um, uh, unfortunately, it didn't last very long. We did tour Europe <laughs> with the Venga Boys. We did. That was it. With shorts on. Wow. Yes, <laughs> with shorts. Uh, legs in. Uh, how how did, you, did you keep up your kind of um, volition? How did you keep it up where you kind of thought, you know what, I am going to do this. I am going to make it. Well, there was only one question for me to ask. You know, everybody keeps asking me this question. And you know, mm. I, I always tell them, there was just one one question that I had to ask myself what are you going to do till you die I guess that's it and, and, and you should you should be you should be happy when you die actually, actually yeah, that's very true so uh, you know like your songs some of your songs right they just touch at the heartstrings they're so romantic thank you and you're in love aren't you Oh, so much. Uh, Go on, yeah. tell us more. Well, I'm uh, I'm getting married next year. Congratulations. Thank you. And and does she know? Uh, oh, of course she knows. <laughs> Has she said yes? You should ask me, do you know? <laughs> because I'm the one travelling and so busy. But, you know, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting married next Aww. year. My girlfriend's name is Catherine. She's from uh, New Jersey, New York. And, um, yeah, she's moving to Bombay with me. Wow. Uh, so apart from um, the new phase of being married, what else is coming up for you? Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm venturing into uh, composing with a huge production. And uh, yeah, there's one amazing dance track that's coming out in 2016, and I'm just looking forward to it. And we just finished recording it. We just, uh, I think the songs have been shot. Uh -huh. Some crazy. We crazy actually know how big that's going to oh, be. Oh yeah. But we're not saying <laughs> anything. We can't yet. say anything. No, we can't say. We can't say. But can we just time. say uh, it's been a pleasure? Thank you very, very much. We've got a few messages here. We have indeed. Um, this is um, from Z Meta. He says, "Benny Dion, love your music." Um, Ranjit says, um, "I'm your biggest fan." Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank Another you selection is Benny Dale. It's going to be incred incredible. Can't wait. And Manmeet says, just awesome. Love your work. And such a down-to-earth guy. May success always follow you around. Keep thank you so smiling. much. I just want to say thank you, BBC Asian Network. Thank you, Rajan Pablo, your production team. Uh, and uh, thank you, BBC Prom, for having me here. And everybody, please come on 22nd to the Royal Albert Hall. I'll be performing with the BBC Philharmonic. Thank you so much. And I love you guys. And good morning once again. And this is the week of the London Indian Film Festival. Konkana Sen Sharma caught up with us live. Now, it is the London Indian Film Festival and we're honoured to have one of the stars of India. She's an award-winning actress. She's a friend of the show and it's been ages since we've seen her on the silver screen. It is the wonderful, the vivacious, the legendary Miss Konkana Sen Sharma. Konkana, welcome to the Rajan Pablo Show. How are you, lovely? Hi, Raj. Hi, Pablo. Thanks for the really warm introduction. It's so nice to be on your show again. It's so How are good. You? Very well. It was so good to see you at the launch night. Yes, but so briefly. I know. Yeah, it was really good to see you guys yeah. as well. And didn't we all, it's all been three? Really long. And didn't all three of us look fantastic? <laughs> Sorry? Didn't all three of us look fantastic? Yes, didn't we? <laughs> didn't we just? I got ready in 15 minutes flat. I arrived that morning from the US. It was insane. Oh. <laughs> uh, so how's the experience been for you so far? 
It's been fantastic. It's been really lovely. I came in yesterday. I think was it yesterday before now? Uh-huh. And I had my first screening yesterday. Indeed. There was a film called Sari Raat that has been directed by my mother. It's part of a, a series of short films from India and Pakistan. And we had a wonderful screening over at Wembley. We had a great Q&A session, a lovely interaction with the audience. I'm really excited. We have another screening today of a Hindi film called God Haridas. God Haridastan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, the two very different films. First of all, how was Sari Raat? You know, because your mum directed it. What was that experience like? Oh, that was fantastic. I've worked with her like... This is, I think, the fifth time I'm working with her now. So we have by now settled into a really comfortable equation. We've, we both, I mean, I've really grown up since the time I did Mr. and Mrs. Ayer, mm-hmm. which must have been, what, 12, 13 years ago at least. And uh, it's it's really lovely to work with her. And this time it was a really short schedule because it's, it's a short film, right? It's like, it's 80 mm-hmm. minutes long. Um, so it was a really quick, short schedule. And um, yeah, it went off really well. Um, and there must be like you know when you're working with family there must be a huge sense of security though it is I always say that the pros outweigh the cons (laughs) (laughs) yeah it really is because I trust her blindly I have implicit faith in her work and her vision and you know so there's none of that oh discovering this new person who's going to be my director what is this person going to be like and you know uh, are they a morning person or a night person or you know because filmmaking is such a stressful environment, isn't it? Where you're just mm. shooting, you're, you're running against time and light and money. And uh, so it's nice to work with people who you already, you know, who you know, you get along with, who you, you know, you have trust in. So all of that is great. So, you know, the other film that's on the festival is based on a true story, Gaur Hari Dastan. That's right, Gaur Hari Dastan. Yeah, Gaur Hari Das was actually a freedom fighter who was struggling to get that recognition from the government for many, many, many years. And this is his story. This is his Dastan, so to speak. And you play Lakshmi Das, his wife. I do. I do play Lakshmi Das. She's only 60 years old. And <laughs> yes. that's who I play in this film. <laughs> what was that like, you know, taking on the whole ageing process? That was really a challenge. I mean, it's the first film I did after I had my uh, son, and it's the first film I got back to doing. And I, 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 I guess my hormones were working overtime <laughs> <laughs> because it takes a lot of guts. And I really, I, I haven't seen the film yet, and I, now I worry. I'm like, I have I been able to pull this off because I'm playing such an older lady. But you know, it was such a moving script. It was such a touching screenplay, such a well-written screenplay. You couldn't help but be moved by it. I wanted to be part of this story. There were fantastic actors already working on it. There was Vinay Pathak. There's Ranveer Shori, my husband. Indeed. There's Tanishta Chatterjee. And uh, I met Lakshmi Das, you know, and she's she's wonderful. We spend time together. I kind of, you know, uh, it's not like I was copying her or copying her mannerisms, but mm. but just getting a feel of her, you know, the feeling of her imbibing her 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 personality in a way so that was really special and uh, when you make films I mean this is a particular favourite of mine Luck by Chance um, yeah. which was about an actress uh, yeah. and I couldn't help but wonder how much of uh, your character was really you oh Luck by Chance no I mean I <laughs> no I don't think I really I don't really think I was like her very much. I didn't identify with her that much. Mm. I mean, not that I've always identified with all the characters that I've played. Mm. Mm. But Luck by Chance was... uh, 
she was very she was a very ambitious girl from what i remember she she was uh, somebody who really wanted to be in this industry who was trying to make a mark who sacrificed a lot she was very courageous and brave and i don't think i made any of those things <laughs> <laughs> love love darling what one of the characters that you have portrayed on screen do you identify with the most hmm that's an interesting question um off the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> sorry you know I'd, I'd love to say i'd love to say 15 park avenue but jesus schizophrenic and that's <laughs> i was going to say that, that. <laughs> that's it's more pablo that, you know no but there's such a basic uh, naivety to her without any of the trappings of you know society and convention so it's just you know who she is it's just like a very naked portrayal i love that about her just very frank very honest i love that also i think to a certain extent aisha and wake up said because mm. Because I was playing a Bengali girl who's come to Bombay, uh, you know, who's a bit of an artist in that sense. So I, all of that, I, I, yeah, Aisha, I think, in Wake Up said I really did, I did identify with. You know what? You know, we've we've been um, finding out about what's coming up for you as well. I, me and Pablo, love this title, Lipstick Valley Sapni. Lipstick Valley Sapni. <laughs> Tell us more about this. <laughs> yes. It, this is directed by Alankrita Shivastav, this lady who's this girl who's a friend of mine, and it's a Prakasha production. It's a story about four women, which is why it's called that. Four women who are, you know, have their own um, problems, are marginalized in their own ways. I'm playing a Muslim lady, like a burqa-wearing Muslim lady who's got four kids, three kids, and, uh, you know, who has a secret double life. So Ooh. it's very interesting, yeah. Ah. It's really a lipstick, but you're also doing a very serious movie about the Nioda murders. About the what? Uh, about the murders in Nioda. Oh, yeah, that's right, the Nioda murders. Yeah, this is a film called Talwar. Uh-huh. And actually, I'm not really speak, supposed to speak much. Okay, you know, it's enough. a very sensitive case. But yes, I do play, I mean, it is about a murder. I play the mother and... Um, that's it's with Irfan and with Neeraj Kabi from uh, Ship of Theseus, fantastic actors. Meghna Gulzar has directed that film. Vishal Bharadwaj is presenting it. Wow. It's that, I'm really excited about that film. That, I think, is going to release before Lipstick. As far as I know, it's releasing in um, uh, October. Well, uh, um massive, massive work coming for you. Um, and um, as usual, um, and I did, I did this last time when we spoke because it's my favourite line from Mr. and Mrs. I am. Um, and you know what it is. He's my husband now. So um, can you give me that line before you go, please? He's my husband. Which line? I don't from know, Miss, Miss, this is from 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Mr. and Mrs. I am. He's my husband now. <laughs> you know, but my favourite line from Mr. and Mrs. I am is... Uh, uh, excuse me, are you listening? Kogna, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very, very much for talking to us here on the Raj and Pablo show on the BBC Asian Network. Thank you, Raj and Pablo. Thank you so much for having me on again. Thank you. Uh, regards to the family and look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Comedian turned actor Veer Das also was at the London Indian Film Festival, and this is what he had to tell us. Welcome to uh, the Raj and Pablo show here on the BBC Asia Network. Finally, we get to see you in person because usually we bump into you on green carpets, yes, red carpets. Blue carpet. I was the last time. That's we right. Yeah, there yes. you go. Uh, right. But firstly, um, how are you finding the experience of the London Indian Film Festival? It's great. And I was telling the people at the festival this. I'm not normally a person you'll see at film festivals uh-huh. um, because of the kind of films that I do. So this being my first drama uh, and for it to get accepted at festivals is kind of a cool trip to be on because I've never been to a festival 
Hollywood before. Leave alone the London Indian Film Festival. So, and yeah. uh, what's the movie and what's so special about it? Um, so the movie is called 31st October. Um, it's, it's a really simple story set at the backdrop of a really big day in our history. So mm. it's about this, uh, this family of five. Myself, uh, my wife, who Soha Ali Khan plays, and our three small children. Um, and we live in Tilak Nagar in Delhi. And it's on the day that Indira Gandhi was assassinated. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's about how this man gets his family literally a six-kilometer journey from Tilak Nagar to outside Tilak Nagar, uh, where the Sikhs are being murdered to, to safety. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's uh, a really simple story about how you try to save your family and do everything that's required, but also how... The community comes together to save this little family. You know, you're known for um, comedy, yeah. zombie movies, <laughs> you know, stand-up comedy. Yeah. Why this particular movie? Um, so a lot of people don't know that I trained to be an actor before I became a stand-up comic, uh-huh. uh, and that's just kind of a left in the road that I took, uh, and 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 I went on that road. But I'd been waiting for a while to sign my first drama. Uh, and then I did a film called Revolver Rani last year, yes. yeah. uh, which with with Kangana, which didn't do very well, but it kind of changed what I was getting offering mm. uh, offered. I'm sorry, because for the first time, people saw that I could do dark work or I could mm. do serious work as well. So then this this script came by, and it was um, it was real. Uh, the family existed. I got to spend time with them. I mm. got to spend time with the person that I'm playing. Uh, so it just felt like the right way to enter drama. Were you quite well, um, like, versed with uh, everything that happened um, no, around about that time? To or be did honest, you have to kind of take a big history lesson? It was a tough film to do because I had to, A, catch up on everything that happened in 84. I had to learn Punjabi or at least the dialect. Yeah. Um, I had to put on about nine kilos. I had to grow a beard for four months. Uh, I had to learn how to tie a turban. Uh, and then we shot in June in Chandigarh oh, no. in 45 oh, degrees hot, outside. Hot, hot. So, yeah. So it was it was a tough one. So Ali Khan, yes. we love her. She's a fantastic actor. Yes. You also acted with her brother in Go Go Agon. Yes, I did, yeah. Well, her husband, actually. Husband. No. Yeah, and, 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 and her yes. brother. Yes. I was getting a bit confused sure, yeah. there. Husband yeah. and, brother. and brother. Yeah. Actually, that sounds wrong. Husband yeah. and brother sounds wrong. There's a separate husband and a separate brother. Exactly. So, so, yeah. Who's the better Khan? Um, who's the better Khan? I think whoever's signing the checks. So, oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but she's lovely. She's, um, again, they, they went against type because mm. Soha's not a person you'd expect to see in this film yeah. either, uh, and, and myself as well. So the director, Shivaji, uh, just won the National Award last year yes. for a film called Dhag. Mm. And so he was conscious about the fact that I want to take these two actors who don't belong here at all um, and see what I can do with them. So, yeah. so are you now going to be hooked on the festival circuit? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm told we're doing like four more festivals. Uh, to me, it's it's this interesting trip where, uh, you know, there's films that I wouldn't normally get to see. Mm. And that's what's most exciting about the London Indian Film Festival. Uh-huh. There's Amrika, there's a bunch of films that I wouldn't get to see. Um, there's friends that I don't get to catch up with. Konkana and Ranveer are friends, yes. so I got to catch up with them as well. Um, and for me, it's really, honestly... Uh, all about the food, man. <laughs> you know, so I've just been eating pies and drinking cider since I've been here. So that's that's my big takeaway. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, uh, but you're keeping quite busy, though. We understand that you've got a good few films um, yes. down the pipeline. You're doing a film with Sunny as well. Yes, I am. It's called Masti Zade, uh-huh. uh, and it's uh, it's it's this wonderful adult comedy in sort of an American Pie uh-huh. sort of a vein. Uh, Sunny and I are opposite each other. <clears throat> there's also Tushar in the film, and there's yes. a bunch of other very good actors in the film as well. It's going to come out, I think, some point towards the latter half of the year. Uh-huh. Then there's um, a film called Khanna Patel, mm. which is uh, myself, Rishi Kapoor and Paresh Rawal. Wow. 
Um, so that was an interesting one. Heavyweights. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I had to. I think for the first two days, I just kind of had to slap myself and say, "Stop watching these two people. <laughs> yeah. Start acting." You know what I mean? Uh, and then there's a film called Santa Banta, yes. uh, which is uh, myself and Bamne Rani as Santa and Banta. And then there's two more next year. So, how do you feel? You know, like from like being in a newsroom to being a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. now with all these stars and a star yourself. I okay. So. For me, I'm this uh, <laughs> I'm this perpetual outsider who works within every industry. Uh-huh. Uh, so stand-up comedians don't consider me a stand-up comedian because I'm a Bollywood guy. Uh-huh. Bollywood guys don't consider me Bollywood because I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I have a band, and none of the bands consider me <laughs> a musician because I'm a stand-up comedian who does Bollywood as well. Uh-huh. Um, but it's this cool trifecta where I get to be a part of the industry mm. uh, just enough so that. I get to enjoy it, and it doesn't take too much away from me. Right. Uh, so I'm not part of the Bollywood bubble. I'm not jaded by celebrity. Uh, and the minute you're you're done being in a vanity van for too long and getting pampered <laughs> for too long, you have to get on stage in front of two thousand people, and that's humbling and grounding Indeed. in a very groovy way. So yeah. Well, you're no longer an outsider to the Rajan Pablo show, the BBC Asian <laughs> Network. Before we let you go, can brown men jump? Uh, <laughs> yes, but they just can't. You, you've done your research. <laughs> yeah. <so clearly. laughs> yeah. Veed, thank you very much for thank talking to us. Thank you for having us. me, guys. Always a pleasure. He's a method actor extraordinaire. Two of his movies were at the festival. It is, of course, Adil Hussain. Welcome to uh, the Raj and Pablo show here on the BBC Asian Network. So what are you filming in London? <laughs> well, it's so, so far it's called Zahak. I don't know what it means. Uh-huh. So I've told the director, so I think you should change the name. Uh, it's um, I would like to call it mystery ghost thriller. Uh-huh. Not a horror film. It's <laughs> no. not horror because uh-huh. there's nothing horror about it. Uh-huh. Horrific about it. And uh, yeah, it's good. Um, enjoying enjoying the role. I've never done such a role before, so I'm really enjoying it. To to be natural, realistic, and yet terrifying. But okay, so you know when you're filming something like that, uh, and you've read the script, you kind of know who's done it, if you get what I mean. So keeping up that kind of mist, that mystery, that thriller, is it more difficult? Uh, I think it's very difficult for me because I don't get convinced so easily when I watch horror movies. Most of the time, I laugh. I'm like, hey, 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 what's going on there? And so when I'm in it, I have to be so careful that that's why I had been playing it as if. I'm in an ambiguous zone. Some virus has entered my system and I'm not sure. So I'm playing it like I I have a memory lapse when I'm in a in that spooky place mm. and I'm playing it like that. So that I don't remember what I've just done and I'm figuring it out. Am I doing this? Have I Oh, <laughs> what's going on? And so how scary <clears throat> is Uma Qureshi? <laughs> Sorry, come again. How scary is Uma Qureshi? Because we bumped into her at the IFAS and she said, I'm coming here, I'm going to do this film and it's going to be a horror film. Uh, she's not scary, actually. She's trying to figure out the mystery. So uh-huh. we, we are crisscrossing each other in the film, in the narrative, uh-huh. uh, in the flashback and real time. So she's not scary at all. <laughs> she's trying to sort of unfold the mystery, what had happened in this house. Um, and you're also here for the London Indian Film Festival. Yes. Uh, are you excited about it? Yeah, very much. I'm, I'm excited to watch the film America. I play a very small role, but very interesting, mm. funny role. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm looking forward. And you've also got Tigers as well. Yes. Yes. I haven't seen that film well, either. So it's going to be two new two, two films new of yours that you yeah. haven't seen. Yes. I can't say two films of mine <laughs> because I I'm I'm really a very small, you know, uh, what do you call that microscopic presence in the film. So two of the films that I acted in oh. that you haven't in seen small them, yeah. roles that I haven't seen. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Well, give us an idea about Amrika. It starts um, Pratik Barber as well, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, America is a story of dreams, American dream, mm-hmm. uh, of especially for Indians, and uh, and how it got shattered very badly. And to keep the dream alive, you know, the characters have played games with the mother of the main character, played by Suraj, uh, so that the mother is mother's the mother's dream should remain intact. So that has been taken care of and. And the rest of the interpersonal relationships between mother, father, postman, and brothers and friends and all that. You've kind of created a niche for yourself mm. in the industry. So where do you think you fit in? Because, you know, it's not your all singing, dancing yeah. um, actor. Uh, you were saying that I have uh, created a niche, but I don't know that if I have. Um uh, Fortunately, I said, I'm, I'm quite lucky that way because I keep getting roles from commercial films, mm. from independent mm. films. I guess, I, I don't know how to how to say that. I always, when I train actors, I teach at the National School of Drama. Yes. So I always say that you should be an actor, you should be able to do this and you should be able to do that. You know, a commercial film or any any role mm. that comes to you. But do, do you look up to actors like your Nasruddin Shahs, Absolutely. your own Buris? Because they, I mean, they, are, that's they exactly what happened with them. Yeah. They they get they should they are the trailblazer mm. for us because they have created a space for actors like us. Because before Nasir and Omji, I doubt there was anybody no. uh, who had uh, that uh, kind of. Uh, Uh, who created such space for actors who are not good looking? <laughs> well, they, they had gra- they had gravitas, gravitas, yeah. gravitas. They're not conventionally Bollywood hunks. Bollywood hunks, just, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Going back, you know, for a lot of uh, mainstream Bollywood people, like who love Indian movies, yes. Agent Vinod was your first big commercial venture. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. and then English for English, Balkisar's movie with Siri yes. Devi. Yes. How did that come about? Um, well. I was shooting for Life of Pi uh-huh. in Pondicherry and uh, I got a call from a friend of mine who happened to be my student in FTI uh-huh. Pune Film Institute said sir there's a role and I'm sending you the script can you shoot yourself and send me a DVD tomorrow I was like sure why not uh-huh. so I called a friend and he shot me and sent it and then after two days I got a call from Balki Adil I would like you to play this role uh-huh. yeah that's that was it And what was it like working with the legend that is Mr. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't say officially what how old am I but uh, how old is she <laughs> Devi and all that, that but yes. uh, she seems to be I I I had seen her on screen since I was 15 years old because she started acting when she, she was, was a child. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not that I was young and <laughs> yeah. uh so I never thought that I would act with her ever uh-huh. in my life and You know, it just didn't occur to me. But I saw Sadma, yes, which is a beautiful the movie. only film actually I have seen of Sri Devi. Yeah. And I was blown. And I couldn't eat for two days. It was so uh, impactful yeah. emotionally. 
Um, yeah, it was so good because she has done so many films. She is a pro, you know, in epitome. Yeah. As a personification of professional actor in Indian industry, in yes. Indian way of mm. acting. Mm. Look, you've done Assamese, you've done the Hindi film industry. Yes. You're also doing your first Tamil film, we believe. But you've also been Hollywood, the reluctant fundamentalist. There's also been The Life of Pi. Now you're doing a British movie, The Feast of Barn. What's the yes. difference between working in the West from a Western production company yeah. to an Indian-based production? Well, uh, chaos and precision. <laughs> <laughs> chaos and precision. That's the you're difference. <laughs> and you can do both. Okay. I can do both. And that's when I'm an actor. I have to play the role of an Indian actor who works in Indian movies uh-huh. and who works in Western movies. So, you know, so you're shifting from here to there and enjoy both, uh, which is fantastic. Um, let's just touch on uh, Tigers as well. That's going to be showing at the London Indian Film Festival. Uh, based on a true story? Yes, it is. Do you want to tell us a bit about the story? I'm not going to name it. Yeah. Because they might sue us. Yeah. Uh, Best a, not to. Yeah. So it's a big company, mm-hmm. a multinational company who sells things to feed us. Something happened recently also in India. So one of their products had yeah. been banned. Uh, which company are we talking about? No, we're not that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it happened in Pakistan and a lot of babies died because of one of the products mm. uh, which they had propagated and promoted. And one of the sellers, sales, salesmen of that uh, company tried to blow the whistle and he was, tr- in, he, he was smuggled out from Pakistan to Germany mm. to talk about it on television. Uh, German television, but at the last moment, under the pressure of the company, the uh, big company, uh, he was stopped. Hmm. So this is basically the story. Right. And I play the face of that evil company. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, leave it right there. Um, can we just say it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very, very much, Adol. Absolute pleasure to talk to you too. The big release is Bajrangi Bhaijan. Um, and the director is Kabir Khan. Not just director, he co-produced it as well. A big fan of Salman Khan. Hear what he had to tell us about the movie. Uh, Kabir, welcome to the Raj and Pablo show on the BBC Asian Network. How excited are you about the release of your movie coming up? I'm really excited because it's uh, a film that's really special to both uh, Salman and me. It's uh, a film that uh, we both reacted to when we heard the story. It was something that close to our heart and um, got Salman so excited that not only did he want to act in it, he wanted to produce it also. So it ended up being our first production. Um, he's, he's producing it and my company line producing it. It's a first for the two of us. It's a very special film for us. And, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a film that is, is, it has a certain backdrop, has a certain sort of context uh, to the storytelling which is something that both Salman and I feel very strongly about and uh, yeah so I would say really excited about it So Kabir how did all this come about because um, you know you, you when you talked to us about it, the tiger you know you did mention that there was differences between you and Salman yes. when you were filming that how come you become yes. such good buddies and like co-producers you know, in the process of Ekta Tiger, because it was the first time that Salman and I were uh, collaborating, there were lots of differences. There were differences in our sensibilities. There were differences in the way we were approaching um, uh, the various scenes and 
how we wanted to essentially you know treat the whole film um and i guess that was at the end of the day was a healthy debate it never turned nasty it never turned unpleasant uh and i think by the by the whole the whole process of debate and discussion by the end of tiger we really understood what each other stood for you know what what he stood for the way he approaches from the way i approach from and i think we realized that we do belong to two different worlds and if those two worlds don't collide but actually collaborate then i think we can make a special film and that is what happened really in bajrangi bhaijaan it was it's a film that actually combines the two different worlds salman and i inhabit and because the story was so beautiful and we reacted so instinctively to it uh i knew for example you know in, in the whole sort of because post tiger i've constantly been in touch with salman we've you know shared a lot of time just sitting and chatting and chilling there's a certain depth uh, in salman certain intensity with which the way he speaks about certain issues specifically say the whole uh, issue of secularism or the whole secular fabric mm. of of india the composite culture that india india has uh and has realized that you know this depth has never been captured has never been channelized and if i was to do a film like bajrangi bhaijaan he would be on the same page with me because i also very strongly feel that you know people always say talk about the economic progress of india the development of india of, of the economy i find it rubbish because you know i think all that is cyclical ultimately what we need to really protect and defend is our composite culture is our secular uh, you know ethos because that's the greatness of india uh, you know economic development will all come and go but uh, that, that and and so when the two of us sat to write this beautiful you know human story it just i think we decided this is the one we need to collaborate on after five so you know you said that you know there's two different worlds you know you inhabit one world and he inhabits another world of filmmaking in an essence yes. very shortly what are the two different worlds and how have they come together in this movie I think uh, see Salman has been a superstar for the past 25 years and if you see the 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 decades that he's been working in there is still what today uh, uh, some of the newer filmmakers we call it filmy you know what is filmy uh, and 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 the attempt is that we are trying to uh, nowadays probably set a real context like for me it's very important to put a real context as a backdrop to my film so even if it's a film like um, you know New York but there's essentially it's a, it's a human story of three friends but mm. the backdrop is uh, the post 911 illegal detentions uh even with, on a on a film like tiger uh, you can look at it as a as a romeo and juliet but the backdrop is the whole uh, you know india pakistan hostility that that plays out and why the way it affects the character so there's always some sort of a attempt and struggle to put a real context i don't think that has been a struggle for salman i mean he has done films and he has enjoyed and believed in films that could sometimes be set in a vacuum really you know mm. it would be just be a love story without necessarily a social stroke political stroke economic context um so i, I just felt um you know uh, if if i can bring in a story uh, with a real context with real characters with 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 uh, settings that look and feel real and a, a film where uh, the story is the hero you know a story that can run without the presence of a mega star like salman khan and onto that project i bring on a mega star like salman i think that combination can go through the roof um and it's planning the journey that's the it's it works in terms of the casting um were you nervous working with um a child um 
there, it was a challenge. Uh, of course, it was a challenge. I think uh, working with with children is definitely uh, always going to be a challenge for a director. But at the same time, I think it is also the most joyful experience. You know, because it does make you. Re- I mean, that you realize this is what direction is all about. Uh, because you know, like if there's a, there's a scene in which I need somebody to cry, now if it's an adult actor, I say, okay, this is the context, this is the situation. Now I need you to cry in this. So that actor, you know, he or she will go. They'll probably draw on their experiences or do some other sort of method that they've been trained in. Uh, you know, put some glycerin in their eyes and they'll come and they'll cry. But if I tell a six-year-old girl uh, you need to cry, she's just going to look up to me and she's going to say, "How do I do that?" Mm-hmm. You know. And so then to sit with her, obviously because I'm not going to make her really cry. I'm not going to spank her and make her cry. So I need to see how do I you know, make a six-year-old girl try. So I sit with her and then we try all kinds of facial expressions, combinations of facial expressions, breathing, maybe putting a little water on her eyes because you're not going to put glycerin in a little child's eyes. And that suddenly becomes so exciting for a director because she just, she's a clean slate. She's mm. totally a clean slate. And when you do all this and when you take the shot, I mean, you see the shot, it's, you know, sheer joy when it works. Uh, and if it doesn't work, then you go back and you start work again with her. So it it was a lovely experience uh, working with Ashali. Uh, she's a very very uh, powerful performer. When you see her on the screen, you realize you know uh, what a uh, performance she has given. And more than anything else, she had that inbuilt drive in her to do this film, which is one of the main essential characteristics I was looking for when I was auditioning, you know, close to a thousand girls. Um, that that the child needed that drive to survive seven months of uh, shooting in all kinds of terrain because uh, you know children can lose. I know my if I have a six-year-old daughter. Uh, and I know that she in 10 days should have told me okay, I'm going And the other thing we see on screen, of course, is Adnan Sami um, singing like we've never heard him before. Yes. Um, Adnan, again, I mean, uh, you know, we what brought Adnan in was that uh, we wanted the whoever was going to voice the the Kavali, we wanted that person to also be in the film. In the sense, we wanted to film that Kavali on that person because it's in a setting of a beautiful Darga in Kashmir. Uh, you know, yeah, and and we just thought that it'd be nice to bring in the singer as the performer in the film. And that's when in the discussions, uh, you know, Salman suggested let's try Adnan, even though Adnan has never done Kavali. Uh, he just felt that the whole persona would, would suit the, the character. And we asked Adnan, Adnan was very uh, you know happy about it. Uh, we were recreating a legendary Kavali that we've all sort of grown up listening mm-hmm. to. So he also got excited about it. And um, and that's how it happened. You know, the other thing we have to ask you, like, you know, for, uh, and we know, um, so uh, Salman loves his music. How are you yes. placing the songs? Are they contextualized in this movie? They're totally gone. I have always, uh, to be honest, struggled with songs in my film. Um, my first two didn't have any lip sync songs. Kabul had no songs, background or lip sync. New York had, uh, you know, three songs which are all background. Tiger is the first time that I brought in lip sync songs into my film and struggled with them because I couldn't quite comfortably place them in the narrative. Uh, but when I started writing Bajrangi, it they just came organically and that's what I was surprised that I was I was writing the screenplay I wrote in six songs you know wow. three of them are lip sync and three of them are background songs but when you see the the film you realize that they're all in in context of the film and actually are, you, you are taking the narrative forward I've always struggled with with songs in mainstream cinema where I feel they stop the narrative 
and then you made to sort of enjoy this song for three four minutes, and then the narrative starts again. Mm. Mm. And I think you know, I love songs, but I've also seen many good films getting destroyed by misplaced songs. Uh, and that was the danger that I always, you know, had when I was writing songs. But in in Bajrangi, I just enjoyed the whole process of writing music songs. They all just came in, and when you see the the film, you realize how beautifully they take the story forward. You know, uh, we had the privilege of um, speaking to Karina this week, and she was talking about yourself and a director. And, and so how did she, how did you cast her in the role? And Karina is an actress I've admired for ages, and I always did want to uh, work with her. And uh, I just felt that the character of Rasika that I was writing is, some, is, is, is a character that uh, Karina would be able to portray beautifully. Uh, there's certain uh, sort of um, wisdom, there's certain, uh, you know, she's actually the voice of sanity in the proceedings in the first half. And I knew that somebody like Karina could really sort of be a very, um, uh, I, 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 there's something about Karina uh, in the whole milieu of, of uh, old Delhi that uh, when you see her in, in the kind of clothes she's wearing, in the way she conducts herself, that really makes you believe that she is from Old Delhi. Because I have observed people from Old Delhi for ages, uh, being a Delhi boy myself. Hmm. I just sort of instinctively went for Karina. I, I'm, I'm so glad. I mean, she was my first choice and I'm so glad she said yes to it because she brings a lot to the table. She is an A-list heroine. She's acted with Salman before and she is so excited about Bajrangi Bhaijan. Here's Karina Kapoor. Hey, welcome to London. Always a pleasure to see you here. Thank you. How has your trip been so far? Well, it's been amazing. I mean, I think London's a home away from home and we always, you know, actually crave and wait to get back to London. So, just feeling very excited. Now, the buzz about Bajrangi Bhaijan is huge. It's going to be the big Eid release. What made you do this movie? Well, I think the story is the actual hero of the film. And Kabir Khan does make larger-than-life films, like everyone knows. But his films do have a meaning. It has a story. It has, um, you know, it's not just like mindless action and comedy. So the whole milieu and the setting of the film is very real. And people, I think, of course, they are very excited and love to see Salman and me together. Uh, well, after the success you guys have had, were you feeling a bit of pressure? Were you kind of thinking, okay, Salman, we're making another movie together. This has to be bigger. No, I think in, with this one, it was just that we knew that the entire story of this film was going to do the talking. Hmm. It's very different and very unlike like the promos itself are quite different to the regular Salman Khan films. Uh, it's got a different you know, kind of vibe altogether. So I think we were both very confident on the product of the film. So is it a romance? Is it a thriller? Is it a political movie? No, I think it's an emotional human story. Mm-hmm. That's what's, you know, different. Um, and uh, you filmed in Kashmir. What was that experience like? I think it was brilliant because my entire family has shot, you know, at some point in life in Kashmir. And I was the only one left. And finally, thanks to Salman and Kabir, we shot Bajrangi Bhaijan there. So it's, was, it's, it's been really special and going there for holidays when we were, you know, children, both Karishma and me. But actually, you know, making a movie is completely different. And you know, like your avatar in this film is completely different. It's like this desi homegrown girl. Did you have... Your fans love that. Well, I think, yes, actually my fans do love me in the Indian avatar more, you know. I, I think that also personally suits me. But of course, when I'm just, you know, at 
work or just you know like not uh, in front of the camera i'm always in my jeans and my track pants i prefer that more casual kind of stuff but on screen i personally am comfortable in indian wear a lot more um, and what about working with um a child because there's a child in the movie yeah, of course well, um and you know people often say it's difficult working with animals and children or and raj and pablo <laughs> um was was it okay i think that you know she's a star and because she was so excited to be a part of this film and she was giving her best constantly and despite working in under tedious conditions like you know it could be rajasthan you know late at night or you know how it is working back home in india but you know she was never difficult she was always ready to go and you know ready to give it her best and probably because she was so excited And lovely one, you know, what we've heard about you and what we know about you is like, um, you don't like to rehearse, you're a very spontaneous actor. Where does that come, what was it like with this movie, especially with Child Star? I think I am, very, uh, she's also quite spontaneous, Harshali. And uh, yes, I don't like to rehearse as such because I think I'm, as a person also, I'm very spontaneous, you know. So as an actor, uh, I think the best way to be is just feel at that moment. And that's the way I've always done Um, and finally uh, obviously there was so much going on in the press about Salman yeah. was the atmosphere okay were you there for a show were you, you, you a shoulder to cry on no i think that you know salman is somebody who's been in the business long enough he's uh, i think somebody who is the greatest superstar in india and why is he the greatest superstar in india because i think he's totally unfazed by his success and his failures and that's what makes him what he is and I, that's what makes a real superstar anyway you know and I think he's brilliant. He never let it affect his work. And you know what Rajan Pabal loved? That was one superstar talking about another superstar. Uh, Karina, thank you very much. Now let's find out what our very own Anupama Chopra had to make of the movie. Welcome to the Rajan Pabal Show on the BBC Asian Network. Firstly, um, Eid Mubarak to you. Eid Mubarak to you too. How have you been? We've been really good. We've missed you, but you've been busy, busy watching Bajrangi Bhaijan. Yes. Absolutely, and you know, it's. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Ooh, ooh! Uh, so, um, <laughs> are Salman Khan fans going to be happy? You know, I'll tell you, it's not the expected Salman Khan film. Honestly, you know, the post wanted through a lot of films he's done. Um, I think it pretty much stuck to a formula. You know, he plays this charming, irreverent superhero. For me, the script is completely incoherent. Usually, it exists only to showcase him as the superhero. You know, the heroine seems as irrelevant. She dances a few songs and dances mm. and leaves, mm. um, and it's all about him. It's about showcasing him. This one, it is actually coherent. It's too long, but it's coherent. It's emotionally satisfying, and he's in a sense underplaying the Superman image, which is interesting. Uh, you know, he, he only has one real sort of major fight sequence. Yes, he does take the shirt off, but he's actually being beaten up. It's not sort of underlining his masculinity. Um, so he, uh, you know, director and co-writer Kabir Khan has actually evolved that image. Of course, we know he's going to solve everything in the end. I mean, mm. never a doubt on that. But you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see him play this um, not non-heroic, but but just a simple thing. You know, in a sense, in fact, he reminded me of PK, except this right. one is human instead of alien. Ah, so is this a, is this the new direction for Salman Khan? Because he's co-produced this film as well. It is a new direction. 
Yes, for sure, because it doesn't it doesn't repeat that formula which you know which has been extremely successful for so many years. Um, instead, it's playing with new things, and there is a script, there's some nice dialogue, and you know he's surrounded by other good actors like Nawazuddin. Um, you know, so and the girl, that's the clincher. I'm telling you, the biggest weapon in Kabir's artillery mm. is Harshali Malhotra. Wow, she is just beautiful and. Heartbreakingly, sort of innocent, you know. And mm. she's six years old. She's and she's mute, and you're watching her as she cries because you know she's been separated from her mother. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to be made of stone not to Aww. really have your heart wrung out by that. And you know, I have really resisted the cult of Bhai all these years mm. because honestly, I don't, I don't get those movies. I don't get Bodyguard. I don't get Ready. I don't get what's entertaining about them. Uh, but this one. I was crying, guys. Wow, that is a first, Andrew. <laughs> that is a first. I'm only going to ask you. Uh, you know, when you're watching this movie, um, could you put everything outside of your mind in terms of what's happened with Salman Khan and the legal aspects of what he's been through? You know, you can because I think the way they built the character is uh, so. Uh, he's just. So nicely done, and he played him so well. Uh, you know, he's this simpleton who who says "Jeshri Ram" when he meets a prostitute. Mm. Uh, you know, <laughs> and he's starting. He's sort of standing on the India-Pakistan border and doesn't have a visa, doesn't have a passport, but he won't go in without permission of the of the security officer who stopped him. So he's that kind of guy. Um, you know, so in fact, and I read somebody. I can't I can't remember which writer, but someone actually wrote that this is perhaps the best. PR he could ever ask for at this point, um, you know. And to be fair, it is a movie. It is a character he's playing, and you should disconnect. And you know, in the sense of like, you know, the, we hooked up with Karina recently, and she was talking about this movie. How is she in the film? Has she evolved as an actor? You know, honestly, I found her part the most underwritten. She's not. She doesn't have much footage, but she does get one really nice scene. And unlike most of the leading ladies, he has. You know, she actually has spunk. She has spirit. She has an opinion that she expresses, um, which is not what Salman Khan heroines do often. Uh, you know, and 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 her clothes as always make a big impression. I was sort of checking out the dupatta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Manish Malhotra, what will you come up with next? <laughs> Uh, you know, the other thing I want to ask you about this movie is that, you know, like for um, Salman Khan Masala fans, you know, the front benchers, is this a film that they would relate to? You know, it's, it's not Masala in the way they have traditionally been fed the Salman Masala. It's definitely not that. Uh, but will they be disappointed? I don't think so because actually emotionally, um, it does grab you and it's not subtle. That is, subtlety is not Kabir Khan's main mm-hmm. uh, sort of strength. He has gone into full-blown melodrama. You know, it is corny. It's convoluted. There are scenes that are going to make you groan. Uh, but it actually works. I mean, he's, he's unapologetically manipulating you. And I suggest you surrender and, you know, keep a hanky handy. Um, so, after telling us that it made you cry and you're impressed with Salman Khan... What are you going to give it? What marks? Three and a half stars. Ooh, very good for you. Very good, very good. We like that. And I think the extra half star because it made you cry. (laughs) I think so too. And you know, I said in 
I, I said to somebody, I've finally cried in the Salman conference for all the right reasons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, can we just say, Anu, thank you very, very much for talking to us. Our podcast wouldn't be the same without the muscles from Mumbai, Salil Acharya. Here's the latest gossip. Hey, Salil, how are you doing? I'm brilliant, guys. How are you guys doing? We are very good. How is our Banjrangi Bhaijan then? Oh, it's Salman mania all over India. Possibly the world also. It's crazy because I think people haven't seen Salman in this sort of sensitive avatar in decades. And they're just loving it. Every single thing. The little girl is in the hearts of so many millions. Harshali. And I had grown men sobbing all right next to me. And wow. I was sobbing as well. Oh, Salil. Uh, so we take it it's been a huge, huge opener for Salman. Yep, 27 crores is the highest free Eid opener ever, beating kick. And uh, we're looking at at least close to 100 crores just on these three days. And with no real film coming up in the next, say, 10 days till Drishyam. And even though Masan is coming on Friday, looks like Salman might break every record there is very soon. Uh, and I have to say, Salil, I have noticed some pictures um, on uh, the net with you rubbing shoulders with Salman. Is no, he rubbing muscles. Yeah. <laughs> is he in high spirits? <laughs> He's actually, you know, I've, I've been interacting with him for so many years now, you know. I think I've never seen Salman so relaxed, so chilled out. It's like, you know, he's almost attained nirvana. He's he's okay with everything that's happening around him, whether it's his court case or whether it's people. And he's just so relaxed. And I think that's showing on his face. He's calmed down. And, you know, he's so, uh, so much fun now. You know, I see the fun side of Salman Khan every time and... I think that's the beauty of it. So, you know, if you see a Salman Khan film now, there's love everywhere. People are dancing in front of the theatres in Chandan Cinema, Gaiti Galaxy, there were people jumping over each other. That happens with every Salman film, but now there's no aggression. There's just, you know, a, a nice love that is coming out of him, which is, I think, rubbing off onto everyone around him as well. And talking about Salman Khan, there's no stopping this man. He's produced hero Nikola Advani's next film, which launches Sunil Shetty's daughter and Aditya Pancholi's son. Absolutely. And, you know, he gave a lovely story. I was there, I was hosting his event, and he said when he was young, uh, there were three portfolios that he used to carry with him everywhere. And nobody knew this story. He said one was his, one was Sunil Shetty's, and one was another model friend of his. And he met Aditya Pancholi on these rounds as well. And believe it or not, at that point of time, the first choice of everyone for modeling was Sunil Shetty and not Salman Khan. And that's why their uh, friendship continued for so many years. And that's the reason why Salman said, you know what, I'm going to launch your daughter. And because he'd become such a good friend with Aditya Pancholi, whom he said everybody loved because he was very fair, very good looking, very tall. And Salman used to say, oh my God, I'm going to come against him. Eventually that bond grew greater as well. And he said, you know what, I'm going to take care of your son as well. So, you know, that's the way the industry functions. They've got families and Salman just wants to help everybody out and, uh, now Suraj and Atiyah might have their dream debut. Well, that is Salman Khan all over now. Um, and also, I mean, you know what? He doesn't really hold grudges. Um, so we hear Jacqueline is back in favour with his camp. Yes, actually, like I said, you know, I think he's trying to forgive everybody or everything around him. Uh, in between, there was trouble when Jacqueline was, you know, in the camp and after kick, something was going to happen Then she wasn't in part of the film. But now I hear that, you know, she's back in favour and Jacqueline's playing her cards right as well. I mean, it doesn't really help to not be in favour of Salman Khan. And now that she is back in favour, I think Sajid Nadiarwala will be launching a few more films with him, with her rather. And SKS Films, that Salman Khan Films is making a number of films. 
So you might just see Jacqueline in a few more films to come. Now, we want your take on this. Right? Everybody says, like, you know, last Eid, right, you know, they hugged. Shah Rukh and Samara are best friends. Why did Shah Rukh release his trailer of Raiz one year for next Eid, at this Eid, when Salman's film's out? Okay, so the most logical and the most obvious thing was, A, that he would have got the biggest release, B, because they become friends again, everyone who watches Shah Rukh, or rather watches Salman, will watch Shah Rukh, and so he would get the best reach. So that's the logical thing. But I do believe that there should have been a part of Shah Rukh that would have said that what if Salman's film does really well? And I think that's what's happened. I think the madness of Shah Rukh Khan's teaser for Raiz would have reached another crescendo if he'd done it last week with Bahubali or next week. Because right now, everyone's gone Salman mania. So nobody's really talking about Shah Rukh's trailer, even though it's not bad. But they're saying, okay, so it's really good, but it's Bajrangi Bhaijan. So I think this mathematics and this ploy, I don't think personally, has really worked. Because even I was being hounded by the production houses and the people. What what do you think about Raiz's teaser? I said, hang on. Let me just get to terms with this film that I saw, Bajangi Bhaijan, because it shocked everyone, you know. Mm. Everyone said, oh my God, Salman can actually want to act again. And he doesn't want to always be the superhero image that he has. And that's what Salman did. So I think this has sort of backfired, I feel, even though everyone's seen the teaser, but it's not the euphoria that would have happened if it had come. Like even a teaser of Shah Rukh should be like a film. That's what I feel, at least. That's very, very true. Um, Salil, it's great to hear that grown men can cry. Indeed. Um, thank you very, very much. Salil Acharya there giving us his opinions about um, Bajrangi Bhaijan and Salman Khan and everything that's been going on in Mumbai. That's it for this week. You can join us live every Saturday from 10am until 1pm. Now, if you missed anything, it's all available online at bbc.co.uk slash Asian Network on the Rajan Pablo homepages. Until then, stay safe and keep loving Bollywood. Bye. Thank you for downloading from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, including Tommy Sandu's Best Bits, the official Asian download chart and Asian Network reports, log on to the BBC Asian Network website.